collective podcast my name is louie and i am josh and we are just two brothers who love to debate about sports especially the pittsburgh penguins the penguins were in columbus today and what a wild game penguins played horrible but somehow won let's get after it the pittsburgh penguins are a conundrum josh are a conundrum. The Penguins went into Columbus today. I fully expected a win, um, but did I, I did not expect how bad they played. I would say about 60% of the game. Horrible play all day. We had bad passes. We had too many turnovers, and it was just sloppy overall. Josh, off the top of the dome, how do you feel? Um, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, first, uh, period and a half, uh, I was thinking, here we go. This is the start of a long road trip and this is how we're, this is how we're doing it. So wasn't a big fan of, uh, that, but then we started to turn the corner and slowly chip away into the lead and, and build momentum and just stack goals on top of each other. And then I had like the moment which maybe a little bit too early for, but it's, I mean, it's being circled. I mean, Spin Chicklets was talking about it. This team, this team is special for them, for them to turn it around like that. And well, and not, and not the stars. It wasn't, it wasn't really Malkin, Crosby, Latang. It was Heinen and Ruda and Archibald and all these guys, uh, Ruedel stepping up. Uh, you know, with Gensel being down and playing with uh, with yeah. seven defensemen, so like, I mean, it was it was all hands on deck, and it, it I I don't know if this is like the game that makes them, you know, special, but you see the specialness. If there's one there's one thing that makes this team special, and it's the guy behind the bench. I don't know if this team would have turned it around the way that they did. If it wasn't for Mike Sullivan, you yeah. didn't have Jake Gensel. You didn't have Teddy Bluger in the lineup today. We were down mm-hmm. 11 forwards. Not good. Not good for the pens coming into this game, especially with a team with Johnny hockey on it. I, I was like, Oh no, here we go. This is going to be a rough one. I expect a win, but it was going to be a rough one. I thought it was going to be a high scoring game. It was, but I did not expect how bad they were playing. The Penguins played really bad in the beginning. I think we both agree on that. I think what makes this team special is the coach because there's no other team that I can name off the top of my head that could be down basically 2-0, playing horrible, making mistakes left and right, and somehow come out on top with a 6-3 win. I do not know how to do it. Sure. I don't, I don't know. It's Mike Sullivan. I think he's the genius behind it. And uh, he needs to get uh, the Jack Adams for sure. Because that this team isn't that special without Mike Sullivan. And I think that's the key to everything. I hear you. And I completely agree. 
I mean, we talked about it uh, last episode with uh, Mike Sullivan being our our beauty. I yeah. mean, he he is the glue that keeps everything together, one hundred percent. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, it, it, I I I don't I don't want to get ahead of our ourselves here, but like this is this is a a, a dynamic team here. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. What all did the way I through? All what did I through. what did I say last last episode? I think this is the most complete team that we have seen from line one to line four, and the goaltending that we've seen since 2017. Yeah. And I think we just got to use that. We'll get more wins, and I think you you'll see the Penguins' odds to become the the Stanley Cup favorite. It's going to widen and widen. So I I'm I think it's definitely. I, it's true that we have a special team, but I just think the key to that is Mike Sullivan. Let's go in. Let's go into who scored today, Josh. Yeah. Uh, all right. So the scoring started off with the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. Jenner and Roslavic score for the um, uh, the Jackets in the first. Now this is the first period. Not good here. During this time, we're doing turnovers left and right. We are we are giving the puck away. And I literally mean giving the puck away. Latang was a problem today. Was a problem. He literally gifted the first goal. And then the second one did the same thing. He was he it was a power play. Latang had the puck, looked behind him. No one was there, and he just flung it backwards. Brozlovic took it. It was an empty – it was – sorry, it was a breakaway. It was basically an empty netter. You can't do that on the power play. We just paid a lot of money for you to come back. For you to play like that is a disgrace, um, and that will bring us to our second period. Josh Archibald, fourth line coming in handy here. They get to, they open up the scoring for the pens. It's two one. Then right back. It was like three seconds later. <laughs> three seconds. As I was tweeting that Josh Archibald scored, I'm pretty sure I heard and the Columbus uh, Blue Jackets t- uh, br- uh, bring it to three to one. And I'm looking up like, how'd I miss that? Yeah. Then Jan Ruta comes back and scores. Dan Heinen scores. And that's it for the second. So it's 3-3 going into the third. Yep. What a comeback for the Pens. Now, I was like, if we lost here, if, if we go into the third and we lose, all right. I mean, maybe that's the one takeaway. We could come back. after. But the I, I wasn't feeling that way, though, because I felt like the ice com- the completely shifted. We were completely playing downhill from there. Um, we were We were – ready to take that third period and uh we definitely did third period came sydney crosby scores with a beautiful shot a better pass yes yes from brian dumoulin what a feed sid was wide open he shot across the goalie's chest goalie didn't even see it and then brock uh oh no i'm sorry dan heinen gets his second goal of the night played unbelievable tonight crosby gets an additional uh oh no he has two assists on the night three points for Sid playing phenomenal 
And then finally, Brock McGinn gets his first of the season. And he scores, bringing it to six to three. Once again, that magic number, Pittsburgh Penguins win six to three. Unbelievable. It's crazy how all four wins depends. Six. Oh, yeah, score all six. Unbelievable. And that will do it for the TPC Quick Game Recap. All right, and now it is time for our three-on-three overtime where Louie and I go back and forth with our three takeaways of the game. Head-to-head. Head-to-head, starting out. My first is a little stat uh, after the win. Uh, In the last 16 matchups against uh, Christopher Columbus Blue Jackets, I don't know why that's stuck in my head, but I cannot... You keep on saying Christopher Columbus. I cannot shake it. I can't shake it. Sorry. The last 16 matchups against the Columbus Blue Jackets, the Pittsburgh Penguins are 13-3. and against them we unreal i think officially own columbus, columbus blue, blue jackets. jackets i think and christopher columbus i think yeah. <laughs> i think we need to start a campaign where people on wikipedia with those skills uh where they have owner for columbus blue jackets i think they need to put in the pittsburgh penguins there absolutely we uh, we dominate and i was nervous with johnny goudreau coming in uh, for Columbus, thinking, okay, maybe he's changing the way they play against us. Turns out, Sidney Crosby still has the upper hand. Uh, the Penguins, they they take it. All right, for my first one. My first one. What is Latang doing? Okay, my first one is Latang. Latang sucks. All right, so this game, obviously, he doesn't suck overall, but the dude shot himself in the foot not only shooting us in the foot he literally shot jari in the foot twice so i i mean the dude's a menace right now i don't think anyone should talk to him i it was so bad tonight josh that when someone on the power play or or whenever we were setting up in the offensive zone and he would get the puck to take the shot i'm like you don't deserve it and if you get it not even gonna root for you because that's how bad you screwed us over tonight. So that's how wow. I was feeling. Oh, wow. yeah. Passion was high today. My fury for Chris Letang was on high today. Um, don't don't ask for a lot of money and say, oh, yeah, the core staying together and then do us like that. Horrible. Menace. Well, it, is, it is one game, one menace. bad game. Menace I, to society, Josh. I will a defend. Menace defend Latang here and say that it is just one game in an 82 game season. Hopefully he'll bounce back on Monday and be uh, the Chris Latang of old. I mean, I mean, speaking of old, he is old, but uh, yeah, I mean, there's no excuses, honestly. And to be frank, who knows if it, if it's even going to get the attention that, it should because of the outcome of the game. Like the dominant. Oh no, I, Josh, 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 Josh. I, I'm not. I will never should. let him forget. I understand, but I just mean that. Like, will the the spotlight won't be on him as much because obviously the outcome of the game completely changed after those 
big errors. hundred percent. It so, was lucky. He is lucky yeah. that we won. If we lost this game, I would I would put Chris Letang in, in a witness protection program after this game. If we lost. All right, Josh, your second one, go. My second, I am changing my tune a little bit on P.O. Joseph. Um, I saw tonight what I believe everyone was advertising about with uh, P.O. Joseph coming into the year and earning that that spot as one of the starters on the defense. He's an offensive uh, defenseman. That's for some reason hard for me to say. But there were some really nice passes. There were yeah. some really nice uh, shots from him that were like, you know, those shots where it's like he's aiming for a deflection, not so much as for a goal, but like he's aiming for a deflection. And he, I felt like he did that well tonight. Um, and then on top of it, there were a lot of plays where, you know, Latang does it a lot, where the, the the puck is coming up along the, I believe they, and I, see, this is where I'm like, I'm still still new to like the the hockey terminology, but I believe it's the half boards. And he's coming up, crashing on the half boards, and uh, he's, he's getting the puck, keeping it in the zone. There were some plays where I saw, and I'm like, oh, that was a nice defensive play. And then I saw it was 73, uh, Joseph, and I'm like, ah, okay, all right. So like, I'm, I'm reluctant to give him the credit, but I'm giving him the credit. And uh, I loved, uh, I don't know where it was in the game, but there was a time where there, I did see that was a decent play by Joseph. He gets on the bench and the the Penguins broadcast catches it. And it's Ruda, like, like punching his leg, like giving him, giving him yeah, props. Like, like, yeah, keep good it job. going, keep it going. And you just see the smile on his face. And I think he's getting his skates underneath him. And uh, he's uh, he's adapting to the NHL. So. I think any defenseman would look good today compared to Chris Letang. But yes, P.O. Joseph is stepping it up. You said someone there uh, that I want to uh, highlight here. Uh, that's my number two, number three. Yeah, we're on two. This, uh, we're on two for me. Uh, Jan Ruda looking really good for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yep. Today he was throwing bodies around, protecting Jari. He went out there. He obviously scored. He's moving the puck well. He is communicating with people on the bench. This guy has like mixed in with the group so well. I'm so happy to see him uh, succeed on the team. Uh, I was skeptical at first. I didn't even know who the guy was when we first got him. Uh, but man, is he coming out to be a blessing in disguise for the penguins i love it i want to see more of it and um yeah i think he's going to be one of those guys who's uh who's underrated at the end of the season for the penguins well i i'm 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 going to try and remember the exact stat but they threw it up on the on the the broadcast tonight that last year on tampa i Mm -hmm. believe he, he only scored five goals he already has three in five in six games yeah that's pretty so, good. So I mean, like that's that is just credit to Hextall and possibly Sullivan and whoever else is helping the uh, defensive the team, coach. 
Defense. Sure, no, but it, it, the team development, and they saw the the talent in him. Yeah. Scouting him in Tampa and said, "Hey, if we just elevate him a little bit, maybe maybe he could do a lot more for us." Yeah. So they, they went out and got him, and sure enough, here he is. So now let's move on to number three. Number three for me is going to be uh, the fact that with Josh, Josh Archibald's goal and Mm -hmm. Brock McGinn's goal, that means that every single forward on our roster has now tallied a goal in this season. And we're unreal five, five, six games into the season already. I mean, six, six goals a game definitely helps. But the, only the fact that we're spreading the wealth, though, the yeah. fact that we're giving, you know, each like each line is stepping up, which is what we were saying before, that this is a complete team, a complete team. The fact that we have people like Archibald and McGinn scoring mm-hmm. is a phenomenal sign. Yes, it's early and we don't want to we don't want to um, count our eggs before they hatch. Is that the same? Yeah. We don't want to count our eggs before they hatch. We don't want to say, man, this team is going to win the cup. But it is a great sign as of right now, five games into the season, four games into the season. Five five games into the season. season. Oh, I said six before. I know. That's why I was like, that's not right. Now I'm looking at stat. We're 4-0 and 1. But yeah, so, so, I mean, just to finish off my point, we're just missing – um, Teddy Bluger, once he gets in and gets a goal, I mean, then it's officially every forward. But I mean, he's technically hurt right now. So every every forward who has dressed this year yeah. has scored. And we're I think it, on defense, it's just Latang and uh, Matheson, and that's it. And then the whole roster. Matheson's no longer on the team. Oh, I'm sorry. Who'd you say also? Latang and it, it's another defenseman. Who's the other guy? Who am I missing? There's Jeff Petrie. There's Ruda. There's yeah. Dumoulin. Yeah. There's Latang. There's Ruedel. There's P.O. Joseph. So P.O. Joseph, Ruedel, and why am I thinking? Is Pedersen still on our team? Yeah, yeah. Peter Pedersen. Oh, okay. So I forgot Pedersen. about Pedersen. Well, see, this was my issue last year. I kept getting Pedersen and Matheson confused. And now you're doing it again. I'm doing it again. Because we got we got Petrie and polling for Matheson. Oh, okay. There. All right. Perfect. So it's it's defense that needs Way to, to ruin our credibility here, Josh. I'm just saying. It's fine. And for my third one, my third one, it's not really a hot take. It's not it's something to be concerned if you're a Penguins fan or if you're if you're a coach of the Penguins and you're for sure listening to this podcast. Um we got to stop relying on Jari so much. Yes, he's a phenomenal goalie uh, this year, and he's playing. he is playing with his heart on his sleeve out there. He is standing on his head. Any kind of saying you can say about Jari and Net, he is doing it. He is playing phenomenal when the Penguins aren't. But the fact that we are relying on him so much, we got to back it off. We got to stop relying on him so much. We got to dig down deep. We got to start playing a little bit better in front of him. Bad defensive plays in front of him. Obviously, turnovers. You kind of screw him over when you're doing things like that. 
you just can't let it happen anymore. We got to play better in front of Jari and stop relying on him so much. Where I agree with you with the turnovers and the defense needs to be better in front of him. Don't you feel Tristan Jari is a little bit of an old school goaltender with his mentality and he wants to be out there every single game? I think he's got that mentality where I'm the number one. You play me until I say you don't play me. No, yes, but you also want to have defensive players that don't screw him over in front. Sure. So so your take is more that we need to help Jari when in his starts, not so much overstart, overuse him. I think you're him. you're mistaking what I'm saying. Okay. I'm saying we need to stop relying on him as a players. Players stop relying on Jari. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Obviously, our coaches rely on on. Yes, yeah, that's Jari. what I mean. But yeah. I'm talking, and he wants to be there. But there's a difference between I want to be number one, and man, I have to face all these shots because my defensive team in front of me absolutely blows chunks, and I can't do it all alone. That's what I'm saying. Like the players need to stop relying on Jari to make the save. Play like it's a rookie goaltender, and it's his first game. Fair enough. That's what I, I would like to see out of the defenseman. I agree with that. Okay. Awesome. So that will conclude our overtime three on three. Next up is the TPC beauty of the game. All right. The TPC beauty of the game is, drum roll please, Josh, who is it? It is none other than Danton Heinen. Woo! Yeah, this guy is a beauty. All right? For more reasons than one, and we'll get into it. So, first of all, Danton Heinen, he is scoring like a madman out there. Okay? He has more goals than Evgeny Malkin on the season. I know we're only five games in, but that stat should blow your mind. The dude got, we signed him for $1 million last year. And I thought it was a throwaway million dollars. I thought I was like, oh, we're just bringing it back because we couldn't bring back Evan Rodriguez. This dude yeah. has been producing, 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 producing. I was so happy to see him uh, on the front first line today. So obviously, Gensel was hurt. Um, uh, Heinen stepped in with Raquel and Crosby. He looked phenomenal. I could rely on him. Speaking of relying on players, I could put him on the first line and see him succeed the way he did. He is now a utility player. Love it. Love to see it. He, The guy wants to play for Pittsburgh. And, man, that's the reason why he's a beauty in my eyes. Yeah. I, I, fantastic play from him to start the year. Absolutely. Love to see it. Um, but like you said, in terms of his ability, I mean, he was uh, being interviewed by Dan Potash and they were talking about how like a skilled player like Gensel goes down and, you know, everyone has to step up. And to end the interview, Dan says, you're you're don't forget, you're a skilled player, too. Yeah, and he kind of laughs it off. But then he goes and scores two more two goals. So, yeah, yeah, well, start believing that- it. Yes, that's what I love like about him though. He's like, yeah, haha, like thanks, like thanks yeah. for letting me know. But he's also in his mind, he's like, dude, I already got paid a million this year. <laughs> <laughs> but like the fact that he 
is doing what he's doing on the ice. Yeah. Everything on the ice. Everything. He's, he's it's literally like everywhere. So for me, and this is just me, but if you're listening and you're like, ah, you know, well, he's only scored how many goals? He's not that good. You got to remember what takes to be a great hockey player is what they do without the puck. So yeah. if you're seeing him, you know, put his body into guys as where they're going on the opposite way or or just trying to play defensively. That is something you look for in a player. Dan Heinen has everything that we're looking for. Now, is he the best player on the team? No, not not at all. But he's those Chris Kunitz, Pascal yeah. Dupuy players, the ones that we love to see. Horn, Hornquist. Hornquist, down and dirty. He's yeah. in the trenches. He is making it possible for Crosby, Latang, uh, uh, Gino, Gensel, Rust to make plays. And those guys get a lot of money sometimes. Get a yes. lot of money. And the fact that we got Danton Heinen at $1 million and he's playing like this, that's a literal steal. And to your point, Josh, Ron Hextel is a genius for getting him back on board. Yes. And now uh, talking about this special team, now is the time to capitalize on those contracts. Now is the time to cash in on the overproduction because we all know these are the, him, Kapanen, uh, and others, McGinn, they're all on uh, one-year deals and they can cash out at the end of the year, 100%. And we wanna make sure that we totally utilize that overproduction that they're already on, on pace for and ride it to a, a deep playoff run. Yeah. And and speaking of a deep playoff run, what's also special and for us Penguins fans to think about, our team is always dinged up around that time. And the fact that we can have players in the trenches like Danton Heinen, McGinn, Archibald, those guys are going to come very key when we're hitting the playoffs and Gensel is hurt again or Crosby's hurt or Gino's hurt, or Rust. Like, the list could go on who could be hurt, and you need these guys to step up, and the fact that they're showing that they could step up is a very good sign when we're heading towards the playoffs, and we have those guys to do it. So that is why, oh, go ahead, one more point. No, I just, just, to, just to finish off the point, just wanna say, not only hurt, slumping. Yeah, because let's just true. Be, let's Let's be honest here, Rust isn't looking like last year's Rust right now. Yeah. So with him slumping, Heinen stepping up, because, like you said, it was nice to see Heinen step into the 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 first line. Who who took that spot last year? Russ takes that spot. Well, I mean, technically, think about it. It was Raquel, because Russ was already there. True. Russ was there with Sid and Gens, but now Gens is hurt. You would think Russ would be the guy to be called up, but. Yeah. He wasn't. We tried Dan Heinen because he has been playing so well. And the fact that he took that responsibility, coach gave him a nod. Hey, you're on the first line. Basically, don't. This is an opportunity for you. Don't screw this up. Yeah. This dude over delivered, and that is why Danton Heinen is our TPC beauty of the game. All right, guys, our next game is against Edmonton Oilers and the Connor McDavid 
whatever. And uh, I had to, yeah. Can you tell I don't like Connor McDavid? <laughs> and the whatever. And the whatever. <laughs> whatever you want to, you know, hype them up. They go like the Leon Dry side. You know, what? I'm not even going to give it the time of day. Well, here's here's the thing. Like, you're not going to give it the time of day, but everyone around the NHL is going to. And they're going to say that matchup is going to be, quote unquote, star studded. So get ready for the uh... star studded that has more losses than wins. Pittsburgh's <laughs> coming in town. 4-0-1. Star studded. Yeah, maybe on the Penguins end. Connor McDavid, step it up. Hopefully nice. not against the Penguins. The Penguins take on uh, the Edmonton Oilers. They will be in Edmonton Monday, October 24th at 8 p.m. It's a late start. Uh, so get an energy drink for this one. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be looking good. They're currently 2-3-0. and oh. I don't know how their game turned out today because guess what? I don't care. Uh, we will find out um, on Monday. But that's it. Josh, do you have any closing remarks on the Pittsburgh Penguins today? No, just uh, great game, great bounce back. Uh, and I just uh, want to just, again, reiterate how thankful we are for all the listeners, uh, the engagement that we get on Twitter. Uh, much appreciated. Don't forget, when you listen, you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, uh, Google Play. Uh, and please remember to rate five stars, leave a comment, subscribe, turn on notification bells, whatever the system is there. Uh, try to hit it all uh, just so that we can, you know, get our viewerships out to mass uh, uh, audiences. And uh, that will do it for tonight. Louie, as always, let's go, Pens. Thank you.